This interview from Radio Row at Super Bowl 52 is brought to you by Country Financial, Joe DeVere, Kettle River Furniture and Bedding, Kevin A. Bear, Liberty Mutual Insurance, Kevin Miller, Coldwell Banker Gundaker Realtors, Western Illinois University, Collinsville Auto Body, Inskip Law, and Glory Pro Wrestling. Sitting down with us now here on Radio Row at Super Bowl 52 is the former uh, head coach of the Green Bay Packers along with many, many other jobs uh, in the uh, football, college, and pro. He is Mike Sherman, and he joins us now. Mike, what brings you across the, uh, you know, you're, you're known as the Packers guy. As a Packers guy, what brought you all over to state lines in Minnesota? Well, we, when I was with the Packers, this was a, and it still is, a phenomenal rivalry between the Packers and the Vikings. And uh, uh, we've had plenty of games over here that we left here shaking our heads. And then uh, we had some games that we were about a field goal on Christmas Eve to win the, the division. So uh, a lot of memories over here, some good, some not so good. Yeah, we, are, we actually had a former Packer on just a, a little bit ago. Uh, Jermichael Finley was walking around. I sure. know you your paths didn't cross uh, the time in Green Bay. but no, we had Bubba Franks was yeah. tied in. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys had a and you had a decent quarterback there, there as yeah, well. Yeah, what was too. his name? I, I forget. It's uh, Favre, something, something like that. Something yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know that having that makes the job a little easier, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. Uh, you know, you look at anybody, any coach who's had yeah. any success, uh, you don't have to look too far to find a. Uh, a quarterback who made all the difference in the world right behind him. Right. We've, uh, you know, in, in St. Louis, we were lucky back in the, you know, around the time you were coaching the Packers, we were lucky to have Dick Vermeil, Mike Martz, uh, yeah. you know, calling the plays then. And, you know, they had, they had a decent quarterback there as, as well. They did. They yeah. did. I remember playing you all in a playoff game. We were banged up and beat up. And, and uh, you, all, you all got us pretty good that day. I think Brett threw five, touch, five interceptions that day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, we were talking with Jermichael about the noise, like in uh, what used to be the Metrodome and now their new stadium, the U.S. Bank Stadium. But it, that, that playoff game, if I remember you know, correctly, it got, got, got a little loud in there too. It does. I know you Dome Stadium guys pump that noise in there, <laughs> make it harder on us. You know, I remember going out in the Metrodome one time. There's, there's three hours before the game. I'm at the middle. I always went early, and all of a sudden I hear the crowd noise. I look up at the stands. There's no crowd, and they're practicing <laughs> their crowd noise on their recorder. So uh, uh, that was an interesting oh, day. Teams never do anything no. like that. No, no. It's, it's illegal. The Saints and the Falcons, I mean, they never did that kind of stuff no. either, did they, no. back in the day? No, the, pa- the Packers never did that stuff. They were too too honest a group of people. You, you get that, that fan base there. I mean, it really, you know, you, you sit down, you, you, you were saying it's, you know, St. Louis, a baseball town, and – you know, they, they, the baseball fans in St. Louis really are great, but you talk about, you know, what what they have in Green Bay, the community there, the small town of Green Bay, Wisconsin, that ends up, you know, filling the filling the stands each and every, it's, it's unlike anything else in sports. You know, the great thing about the Packers is the fact that, uh, you know, it's a community-based. There is no identity to any specific owner. And uh, if you don't have a ticket and you're inside the stadium, then you're outside the stadium tailgating, <laughs> watching the game on your TV, you hooked up somehow to your car. If you're not, in, if you're not tailgating, then you're home in your garage with the door open yeah. and neighbors are there with yeah. chairs watching the game in the garage. And you can hear the stadium. And you can hear the stadium. So uh, one thing you know for sure, when the Packers are playing, 99.9% of the TVs in that state are watching the game. 
Mike, you were the head coach of the Packers during the time of the greatest show on turf back in St. Louis. How how would you prepare your teams to face that kind of offense? And then, granted, I know that you're kind of an offensive guy. You probably left, left that to your defensive guys. But I'm sure you were involved in, in the conversations at some point. Well, we obviously didn't do a very good job because we never stopped them. And, <laughs> it was uh, hard to stop them. Nobody they did. They were hard to stop. I thought Marshall Falk was the key to the, the whole thing. Somehow you had to stop uh, Marshall uh, from catching a uh, – a five-yard check down and make turn it into a, a touchdown or a long run. But uh, plus his option route was coming out of the backfield. But we never really did stop them and uh, probably didn't have any of the answers for it. But uh, they were they were quite a team. There's no question about that. Mike Martz is a great coach. I was going to say the uh, I was going to bring Martz up in a little bit, but I'll I'll do it now. The what you're here promoting is called Your Call Football. It's a, uh, a new program that you guys have. Ex- explain a little bit about what Your Call Football is. Well, Your Call Football, believe it or not, it has been in existence for about four or five years. And back in Boston, there's a, a tech lab where they're putting these pieces together over the last five years where the fans will actually call a play in a live game with real players, real coaches, in real time. And it, it's just a, it's a groundbreaking, innovative thought. Uh, what happens is, as a coach, I'm going to be a coach of one team, Merrill Hodges, coach of the other team. The players are all players who are trying to get into the National Football League or Canadian Football League. They want to be pros. And so we have a good, we have a good base of players we're going to be working with, playing against each other in this ball game. But the bottom line is that the, when, I, when I pick it, when it's the down and distance may be second and seven, uh, I pull up a bundle of plays for second and seven. The fans pick out, I want to run a draw. I want to run a screen. I want to throw the ball deep. They pick the play. The one that is picked up by the most fans will hit hit a satellite, come down to me on the sideline. I'll call it in, and the quarterback will run it. Wow. That's, yeah. Imagine, like, but it, can you imagine Mike Martz giving that something like that up? And <laughs> no, I don't. I can't imagine. Mike would be up in the. Mike would run home, get his his iPad, and uh, and call the play in. And nobody else would be able to understand the play. No. no. <laughs> you mentioned the CFL, and now I, I, was, I see on your Wikipedia page that you are the head coach of the Montreal Alouettes. Very good. Oh, thank you very you much. You have a little French in you? I do, as a matter of fact. I can tell. So uh, how's that going? How's that going? And wh- what, are the, what are the big differences for you between coaching a CFL team and an NFL team? Well, you know, coaching's coaching, to be honest with you. It's about leading people to a certain destination. And uh, uh, the, the CFL and the NFL are very much like that way, but the rules are so different. You know, you have a wider field. A longer field. You have 12 players. Uh, you have players who can go in motion before the snap. Very much offense oriented. A lot of the ideas that have come down from Canada, read option, RPOs, uh, to the NFL and to college football, uh, because the, the CFL I found is very, very creative. Uh, I believe Chip Kelly went up to the CFL to talk to them because the game, the play clock is at 20 seconds, so it's a faster game, and so. Uh, coaches from from down in America will go up and visit Canadian coaches. How did you play the game so fast? Uh, 20 second clock uh, as opposed to the 40 second play clock. So there's a lot of things coming from Canada down to, to the United States. Would that 20 second play clock work in the NFL? No. I don't think it would work in the NFL. Um, players as big as players in, uh, in this country. They need that extra recovery time? They don't play with a tempo but this in tempo anymore. All the teams play with but uh, the time when Chip was with uh, Philadelphia, just go, 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 go. And different teams, when I was in Miami, we did the same thing. But it's just hard to maintain that. Personally, are you, are you enjoying Montreal? 
I haven't been up there a whole heck of a lot. This is probably the coldest air for them when you go January, February. Most of our meetings, uh, it's a lot cheaper, more economically feasible to meet with the coaches in America. Most of the coaches live down here. Sure. So we get together. Uh, we just came from Palm Beach. Our owner owns a so beautiful I, hotel down there called The Colony. We stay at The Colony and had meetings. Have you not coached a season with them yet? I have not coached a season with them yet. So, the, the, so this upcoming season? The upcoming season starts uh, in the, towards the end of May and goes all the way till uh, Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, with this and the CFL, you uh, you have your hands full. That's uh, for sure, Mike, and we wish you the best of luck with that. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. As, thank you, uh, Mike. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And, and as uh, Mike walks away, we are joined now by another former uh, NFL head coach. Brian Billick sits down with us here on a 590 The Fan. Brian, what's going on? Doing great. Just enjoying the great. I love the setup here. It's it's cozy. It's a little cozy, but intimate. You, huh? Yeah, no. you don't have to walk from fun. you don't have to walk from one end of a convention center to the other, though. Do you? And I just did an interview in Moose Mountain. When can you do an interview in Moose Mountain? Did you do a little putt putt while you were sure, there too. Yeah, have great yeah. fun. <laughs> it is everything this year. I mean, how many times uh, did you come here back in the day? You know what? It had just opened up when I was here yeah. with the Vikings, and obviously it was unbelievable then. You know, now you know, people have gotten more used to it, but it's it's amazing. Great fun. It's yeah, it's I mean it's huge. This is my first time ever in the state of Minnesota, so yeah, well this is you're getting a full dose of it. I know, yeah. Seeing how I, I think I've only probably seen about 10, 20 percent of the entire mall on top of that. Oh too. yeah, you so, know, no, you can't take weeks to go all the way through it. it I, I would imagine, yeah. That's uh, so uh, you the Super Bowl up here in in Minnesota, another cold weather uh, city. Are you you a fan of that? Oh, I loved it. I was yeah. here for seven years. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, and they're built for it. Yeah, I mean it re- they really are. I mean it's a it's a you know it's cold like you don't know cold unless you've been up here mm-hmm. but they are built for it's great fans yeah you know I, I, having been here as long as i had uh, i lament a little bit the fact that they didn't get their vikings it would have been great to have them in this mm-hmm. super bowl i'd oh, yeah. love to have had that for the fans but we've got a good game with, with uh, philly and new england and i would imagine everybody you know the vikings fans still hold you to a very high regard well and, it's yeah. been we come back every year we have friends uh, we go up to a cabin every year uh, great people, and, and really, my daughters kind of grew up here. Think of this as home, I yep. think. So it's always great to come back. It looks like you were the tight ends coach here when the Minnesota hosted the Super Bowl for the first time back in '92. Is that correct? Say that again. So it looks like you were the tight ends coach when Minnesota hosted yes. Yes. the Super Bowl back Yeah, it was in. our first which year, uh, which, is, which is always interesting, obviously. Kind of irritates you. There's another team in your home building using your facility. Uh, but it was great. It was a great time, and everybody was fired up. And the fact that we had a, a Super Bowl here and kind of set a bar for you. Is, is, what are what are some of the differences between '92 and oh and, my God, and twenty? Well, you know, interesting. Uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Obviously, all of this, when you think about what that went on in the Super Bowl back in '92, Radio Row, the game. Uh, the, the avalanche of information via the internet, you know, the, obviously that has all changed. The game has changed. The money in the game has changed. The game itself, and certainly there are some changes, but not as many. Uh, I wrote a book in 1995 on game planning that basically talked about the ratios and the numbers that you needed in game planning. I just redid that book to update it. It's amazing how similar the numbers really are. I would, I, you know, I would imagine that they probably are. That's awesome. You mentioned the money. Uh, being different, you know, there's uh, one of the NFL teams just gave out a, a ten million dollar a year contract to a coach that hasn't coached in uh, ten yeah. years. How about that? You haven't coached in ten years. <laughs> any uh, any phone well, calls? Well, I always say everybody's got a price. Well, you know what Gruden's is now. <laughs> My problem would be, you know what? I'll tell you right. I'm half as good as John Gruden. So give me fifty million dollars. 
Guarantee it, but fire me after the first check because right. I'm really not going to do this anymore. But, <laughs> but you want to be fired. Years, you're not going to resign. You no, want to no, be no. fired so they fire still me. owe you the $50 million, and then you just go back to do your TV stuff. Uh, there you go. That now sounds you got about it. right. Okay. Now you got it. That's, that's a smart man right there. I like it. It's a great plan. Yeah. I, any, I mean, what we're seeing now with the Patriots and with you know them just going back, it's, you know, I've been. this is my seventh Super Bowl, and they've been in you know, four of them now. You I, don't know I, anything about the Patriots, Right. It's just I, people now. I have people every year that's like, oh, you're going to the Super Bowl? take a picture of Tom Brady. It's like, hey, we're still three it's weeks tr- out. It's like, no, they'll no, be No, 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 that's exactly yeah. what. I've gotten to the point where I think we ought to call this the New England Patriot Invitational. Right. Because they're here. So, yeah, what Brady and Belichick, and obviously everybody's talking about it and goes on and on, absolutely unparalleled, unprecedented, and we'll never see it again. It's, it's I mean, what is? what do you uh, contribute that to? I mean, well, just one, the fact that they have stayed together that yeah. long and the way that perpetuates itself. And the way that you pass all the basics, the brilliance of what Belichick does situationally gets passed down from one team to the next. Mm-hmm. The fact that that continuity continues on. Uh, like I said, imagine on Sunday, Tom Brady comes to the sideline. Jim Schwartz in Philadelphia has done something different defensively. He goes to, looks at Belichick and says, hey, remember what Denver did to us 15 years ago in the whatever, whatever? Hey, remember 10 years ago when Chicago did so, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we did this. Okay, yeah, let's adjust. The ability to adjust given the institutional experiences that they have together, again, it's, it's unprecedented. It's, uh, well, yeah, it's, it really is. Uh, Brian, we, uh, we enjoy you coming by, stopping by. Always Appreciate a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, have a fun rest of the week here in Minnesota. We'll do it. All right. Thank yeah. you. That is uh, Coach Brian Billick, uh, the NFL Network analyst. You can follow him on Twitter, at Coach Billick. You can also see Brian on the NFL Network's NFL Playbook Super Bowl 52 special uh, uh, this uh, throughout the week uh, and on Super Bowl Live throughout the week as well. Super Bowl Sunday, NFL Network provides eight and a half hours of pregame coverage from Minneapolis starting at 8 a.m.